Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri Rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi Inshallah in uh, today's talk we will talk about a couple of ayat from uh, uh, Surah Al-Fatih uh, The ayat uh, that was just recited in the last raka'ah uh, that the shaykh was reciting uh, like I have mentioned before also, every ayah is an important ayah, but uh, this has a different relevance from today's time. Uh, these ayat that I will decide first, inshallah, will talk about uh, the time they were revealed are very important. Allah Azza wa Jal says, billahi shaitan um, these ayat, the meaning of these verses is Allah Azawajal says, Surely we have given you, given to you a clear victory that Allah may forgive your community their past faults and those to follow and complete his favors to you and keep you, keep you on right way and that Allah might help you with a mighty help. Now here, it is, uh, it is very important to understand the context of the ayat they were revealed in. There are ayat which are, have a general meaning, and yes, they have to be taken in gen- with the general meaning. And there are some that we are aware of the cause of revelation, meaning in which circumstances these ayat were revealed. And when we look back into the circumstances of these ayat, they seem like a, a very difficult time for the Sahaba and uh, even some of the Sahaba, they were not very happy with the, uh, with the sulah or the treaty that Rasulullah signed with the kuffar of the Makkah, which is called Sulah Hudaybiyah or the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And a little bit story behind that, prior to Sulah Hudaybiyah, Rasulullah and the Sahaba, they were... Uh, heading towards Mecca, and there was no intent of fighting the Meccans. It was very clear from the way Rasulullah brought the Sahaba along with it. They were not ready to fight, even though the Meccans had fought with Muslimin in the past. And uh, we talked about like, yesterday as well, Ghazmatul Ahzab just happened, in which about 10,000 strong army was heading towards Medina. And Alhamdulillah, Muslimin, they came out. Uh, victorious even against such a big army as well. And now Rasulullah was heading towards Mecca to perform the Umrah and the, uh, the, the Mecca had the importance of they had the Kaaba over there or the Haram was there. And uh, even the Kuffar of the Mecca, they had still some rituals from the time of Ibrahim والسلام, they were following, they were doing the Hajj and even the pagans around the Mecca, they used to come to the Kaaba to perform the Hajj. And that was something for them that was sacred 
and they would not fight along those uh, those months, especially like we are aware of four sacred months in which even the kuffar used to not fight. Now, when Rasulullah was heading towards it, the Meccans they did not want Rasulullah to perform the Hajj. But at the end, since because of lack of time, uh, and I would like brothers and uh, sisters who are listening, please go and read about Sulaiman Hudaybiyah. But I will just uh, cover, uh, wrap it up to the point where how the Hudaybiyah Treaty happened. Uh, when first they tried to stop, and then when they were not able to stop the Muslimin, they came along that, okay, they would like to make a treaty with Rasulullah wasallam. And uh, they sent one of the people, one of the leaders of the Meccans, his name was Suhail bin Amr. He was not a Muslim at that time, even though he did become a, a Muslim, a great Muslim among the Sahaba. But he was not a Muslim. And he came to write up the treaty with the Muslimin. And uh, the treaty that was put together at that time was the main articles of the treaty were, number one, the Muslims will not perform Amrah, they will return back. That was number one. Number two, that uh, if anybody who become a Muslim from the Meccan's end and he goes to Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam return him back, if they ask him for. Now, the third one was, if anybody from the side of Rasulullah leaves the deen of Muhammad وسلم, Islam, and comes to Mecca, Rasulullah allowed them and Mecca will keep him. So these three seem to be problematic for many of the Muslims. Because it seemed like Muslims had lower hand and the, and the Meccans had upper hand. But anyways, so other treaties, part of the treaty was that they will cease fire for 10 years meaning they will not fight with each other for 10 years. And also, any of the allies of the Rasulullah will abide by this treaty, and any of the allies of the Meccans will abide by the treaty that was signed by. Now, when this treaty was being signed, the son of Suhail bin Amr, Abu Jandal, he came, and as the, the report talks, he was dragging the chains, he was, he, was, uh, uh, he was tied up. But he was able to somehow run away. And he came to Rasulullah and he was begging to be freed from the oppression of his father and the Meccans that were doing over him. And now Suhail ibn Amr said, well, Muhammad you agreed with me that you will return anyone who comes from our side of the asteroid. And Rasulullah said, yes, that's fine. Even though the treaty was not signed yet, but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he uh, fulfilled the words that he gave to the Meccans at that time. Now, Sahaba were, were, uh, were kind of upset to see a Muslim has been handed over to the, uh, the, the torture and the oppression that the Kuffar were doing uh, over the Muslims at that time. But Rasulullah sallallahu he fulfilled the, 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 the article of the treaty and returned him back. Now, when all this treaty was signed, and I have, of course, taken out a lot of the reports on this treaty, I just want to talk about the important parts of it. So anybody who wants more information, please go read. So now, when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba, they were, they were done with the treaty. Now, Omar al-Khattab, and many other Sahaba, they were very unhappy with this treaty. They thought of it that we have given in to the Meccans about this treaty. Now, he came to uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he asked him, aren't you the Prophet of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He said, yes. 
And he said, aren't you on the hunt? Look, the wording Omar was using. He seemed to be very anxious. He was very uh, upset about the situation. And he's saying, aren't you on the hunt? He said, yes, we are we on the hunt? He said, we are on the hunt. And he said, then why are we doing this? And he said, I am the messenger of Allah. I will do what Allah has commanded me to do. Meaning, this treaty was guided by Allah Azza wa Jal to sign this treaty to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's not just a political maneuvering, some people might think. Yes, even though the results were very positive, uh, political maneuvering happened in, in, uh, for, for the Muslimin after this treaty. And I'll talk, uh, uh, shortly talk about that. So now, Umar, and then he goes, so he did not find a way out. He said, Ya Rasulullah, you told us we are going, to, going for the Umrah. And now we are returning back, meaning we are not even doing the Umrah. Rasulullah said, yes, I said that. But I did not say we will perform the Umrah. I said we will go for Umrah. And that part of going to the Umrah was fulfilled. Now, Umar, of course, he was not done. Now he goes to Abu Bakr Siddiq. And he starts repeating the same things. And Abu Bakr Siddiq, subhanAllah, he was one of the wisest people among the Sahaba. His response was no different than what Rasulullah already said to Umar bin Khattab. And now, after this, Abu Jandal, don't forget, he was returned back. And now the Sahaba and Rasulullah was going back. And Rasulullah wanted to uh, slaughter those animals that he brought. And the Sahaba, they were not, they were, seemed to be in a very you know, sad situation. I would not say angry or anything, but they were sad more than anything else. Because they wanted to have certain, certain things done. It was not done. And treaty seemed to be going not in their favor, at least for their short-sightedness. Now, so the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she told Rasulullah sallallahu anha that uh, uh, because they were not uh, listening to Rasulullah about slaughtering the animals. So Rasulullah so she said, why don't you just go ahead and you cut your hair and slaughter the animals. And that helped the Sahaba and they started following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa as well. Now, when they go went back, now, after this treaty, now, even though it looked a little bit negative, but in reality, there was a lot of positive in this treaty. What happened after that? Number one, Meccans, they accepted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a power. This is why they ended up making a treaty. Otherwise, they always looked down. They were thinking, we'll just go to Medina and crush them all. And now they agree. No, no, no. They are powerful people. And now we are making an, a treaty with them. One, number one thing. Number two thing happened out of that was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he bought time. Ten years. Now, they don't have to worry about the Makkans and the allies of the Makkah. Now, and we can see by the actions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, right after Rasulullah sallallahu returned to Medina, now he started cleaning up all the internal issues that were happening because of the Yahud, they were preparing against the Muslims. Whether it was Banu Quraida, whether it was Khaybar, and not only that, and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam started doing the da'wah Outside the Makkah as well. If you read the Sirah, we'll see that Rasulullah started writing letters to all the kings, whether it was Persia, whether it was Roman, whether it was uh, Abyssinia. So this was the start of the da'wah now going in all other directions as well. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called this Sulay Hudaybiyah not a compromise as the Allah Allah SWT says, surely we have given you to you a clear victory. That was a victory for the Muslims, not to think that was a compromise. Unfortunately, this very same incident 
has been used and abused many times in current times of our lives, whether it's the issue of Palestine, whether it's the issue of Kashmir, whether it's the issue of Uyghur Muslims in China, or whatsoever. All those incompetent leaders, they try to show that we are acting like making a treaty like Sulah Hudaybiyah. This is not treaty of Hudaybiyah, what they're doing with the Kashmir or Palestine or you were Muslims and Muslims elsewhere. We are giving, that, giving up to them. We have to be very clear and remind ourselves individually, like you and me, and the people who do have authority to remind their uh, obligations towards Allah Azza wa Jal. At the end of the day, we are all responsible in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we should not take these kind of incidents lightly, rather take the incident of Hudaybiyah as it was taken by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Allah defined as the victory. It was not a defeat, unlike the people who are using this as a, with a defeatist mentality and causing the defeats to the ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give the victory to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and bring us back Islam the way Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam implemented and the Khulfai Rashidin implemented over the Muslim ummah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.